<sighs> Tell us when you're ready. Oh, I'm I'm sorry again. Oh, we're oh, rolling. We'll we're take rolling. us in. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is a special recorded on the wrong day episode of me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Uh, <laughs> we have finally gone back and watched the movie we watched before I got the podcast equipment. That's right. It's time for Pilgrim's Progress. But first, I'm Daniel. I'm Pepper. I'm Carrie. I'm Nathan. He's still here. Yeah. Yay. We're working on that. Uh, so this movie, uh, it's come up a couple of times when we're talking about other ones, just in examples. 1978, Liam Neeson's first film role. His first credited... First credited film role. Film role, role. yeah. I believe previously to this, he did theater. He still would do theater for at least a decade a after this. Until he started breaking out really in the early 90s with Schindler's List. Yeah. Uh, so this movie, Ken Anderson directed it. And he is known for doing basically only Christian films. Christian yeah. family films. Christian classic kind of films. And um, It certainly wasn't a high budget blockbuster one. In, like for example, uh, Ten Commandments. No, certainly not. But if you, you give it the time period that this film was made, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which was not a huge high-budget film, was made three years prior to this and had much greater production value Correct. than this film. It also had backing, where this one was filmed out of Northern Ireland and their film studio, as it were. And well, and it might have just all been produced by Ken Anderson. Yeah, it was not a huge production. It wasn't they going had, to theaters. There was no one else in this film really had any lasting impact on film. There's one lady that is an extra in a lot of things, even mm -hmm. to this day. But other than that, Liam Neeson is the only guy that based, that survived this film, as for well, or went on to went do on to other keep things. Doing things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, any, we should actually probably at least do the Academy Awards roundup mm -hmm. of this one. I did not look that up, so give me a second here. Yeah. Um, while we're on that, the, uh, zero to Neeson for this film was actually, uh, quite, quite quick. It was only about five minutes into the film when you see his first role, the first of many, in yes. fact. Um, throughout the film, Liam Neeson, is, uh, reprises his role as the helpful and, uh, and more faithful characters in the Pilgrim's Progress story. Yeah, there's really three main characters in this film. There's Pilgrim, who is the man what things happen to. There's the, the everyman. The everyman. Mm -hmm. There's the good guy, who is many characters but is always the good guy. And there's the bad guy, who is many characters and also the bad guy. Right, right. Uh, so Liam Neeson is this good guy character. Yeah. Uh, in 1978... The big one was... Well, but that, are we looking well, for films that won in 79? We're looking for films that won in 79. Mm -hmm. uh, the Deer Hunter was the Which big one. Which I don't one. remember. Because, uh, you know, I was alive John then. John Voight and Jane Fonda were in that one. Mm -hmm. uh, Superman 1 also happened that year. Hmm. Well, you got to think back to marching band days. And mm -hmm. that's... We were doing those... Um, the John Williams theme well, music. John Voight was coming home. For our marching band uh, shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, home was a different one. Which was big. Christopher Walken wasn't the deer hunter. So, for me, Anyways. as somebody who was, uh, at the time of this show, you know, uh, a 19-year-old young lady, I mean, the the uh, the people in the film, for the most part, look pretty much like they are set in 1978 with some, you know, really cheaply produced yeah. historical costumes. I don't know. And as somebody who has, 
you know, studied Christian principles and, and I read Pilgrim's Progress long, long ago, I think that it's a shame to me that he didn't take a little bit more creative license and do something interesting with the book. Correct. And, and bring it perhaps up to modern times. There was a lot going on socially, uh, generationally. Especially in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Well, in Ireland, in England, in America. Yeah. You know, this is the end of the Vietnam era. This is this is huge, um, you know, 10 years after Woodstock almost. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of social commentary that could have been made, could have been brought up to date instead of leaving it set in ye olde England. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he he missed an opportunity to to have it be fresh and have it play out perhaps more, um, more interestingly for yeah. people. Anyway. Uh, one more note on production values. Uh, remember that the original Star Wars came out before this. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this, this is what I'm saying, is that there, there were production values and, and a greater depth of uh, just creativity in filmmaking that was around. Yeah. And Either for lack of budget or lack of wanting to deviate from the subject material or both. But I don't know that even in the book Pilgrim's Progress that it's necessarily set in a certain time period. No, it doesn't Why does he choose to set it in ye olde England? Because that's the era that John Bunyan wrote it in. Mm. But that doesn't mean... Yeah. But but I think that Bunyan as a a writer was writing it as a... For all, I mean, he wrote it when he was in prison. This yeah. was for all time. It and wasn't it, for and a certain it's time. a big allegory. The fact that right. every character is an allegory and the setting is literal is a little weird. Well, but I think that's the nature of allegory. Yeah. yeah. Mm. In any case, yeah. uh, we begin with people chanting about the wages of sin being death. And this is a theme that will come up. Is right. when there is dead air, the narrator either says a few words or there is... A, a group chorus. of a chorus of people saying Bible verses, and for the first part of the film, it's all like the "Don't be bad or you'll die" Bible verses. Well, and it's and it's it, it, even the ones that are the more hopeful verses that are filled with positive connotations. The chorus is still foreboding, quite ominous, yeah. in fact. They don't sound happy, mm-hmm. and it, and they re- would repeat things as if they were really important. And it's somewhat rhythmic, and it's kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. Where then, when you kind of reach the turn of the story, and he and he begins kind of the the downhill, when he's kind of figured things out, you still have this chorus just chanting things in a slightly foreboding tone. It's kind of it was kind of off putting and was not helpful. <laughs> well, I also wonder if that's part of the 1978 aesthetic that that was seen as artistic in 1978. Hmm. Maybe. We'd have to watch more films from 1978. Well. Tune in next week for our new podcast, Old Movies. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, not? So the main character shows up. His name is Pilgrim. He has on his back a terrible burdened weight that looks like it weighs about five pounds. Well, because it's a big burden. It's a big burden. In a burlap sack. In a burlap sack. Mm-hmm. And he is leaving the City of Destruction, which is named City of Destruction. Well, everything <laughs> is named yeah. just straight off the pages of the book. Because I mm-hmm. uh, the book, because we can't say Bible in this thing because the Bible is copyrighted, <laughs> I says that it's going to blow up and you need to get the heck out of Dodge. And he is met on the road by Liam Neeson. Who has sweet facial hair, and in fact, and a baby we'll, have, face. we'll have sweet facial hair throughout this film. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Until he looks like he's 12. He's also still, he's, so he's also young. already six foot something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tall, strapping, young Neeson. Mm-hmm. And he directs him towards a matte painting in the distance. Well, that's just, that just happens over and over again in this film. Yes. I. Uh, so, off our hero goes, and we don't see Liam Neeson again for a little while, because he is beset by Fat Ming the Merciless. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Bwahaha. Who I have arching eyebrows. Who, I'm here to get you. Who fades in with a bad special effect, looks and ominous with a big cape, and then snaps his fingers and disappears with another bad special effect. Oh, he, he usually fades in and jump cuts out. Not consistently. Sometimes he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it was very 1970s. This guy is 1960s. Ve- very evil. He's Star Trek. Very the bad guy. I... And we can tell because he's got upswept eyebrows and really long black fingernails and a cape. And he's got a... The classic goatee. He's got the classic goatee. It doesn't uh, go into the middle like uh, Lieutenant Worf's mustache. <laughs> uh, any, in any case, I... Pilgrim starts getting led astray, like you do when you're the main character. Yep. But instead of us... Seeing that as the audience and figuring that out ourselves, the movie tells us. Oh my goodness. Uh, Chance it and tells us. Uh Uh, They go into the fire swamp, uh, where they are attacked by the rodents of unusual size. No, it's just some (laughs) blobbing bubbles. They're blobbing bubbles, and then they get fireballs thrown at them, and then they fall into the lake, where they put their feet on the bottom and then have to pretend that they are sinking. (laughs) (laughs) And then Liam Neeson saves his life. That's right. That would probably be the first opportunity of somewhat perilous for his character. Not which, right. the thing is, he, he was well prepared. And at, at that moment, his character is help. Yeah. So he He's, was there to render assistance and not fall prey to it himself. So yeah. still not very perilous. Whenever he's being the good guy, he very rarely is having to actually get into trouble. Normally he's there going, the trouble is now gone because I am here. Yes. There's the one time where... Mr. Interpreter. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Interpreter is the only time where he was actually beset actively by another character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because he had that curly wig on. He had the curly wig on. That was not That was not a good look for him. <laughs> no wonder he was beset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we can kind of skip forward to that, because mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot else well, that happens with him. We can skip forward up through a lot. Yeah. Oh, yes. So Mr. Interpreter is there, and his job is to be a ninth grade English teacher and understand what the writer meant when they said things. Look at that. Fair That's enough. pretty much right. And That's while, why we keep you. And while he is uh, using the dirt on the floor as a metaphor for Jesus, the bad guy teleports in, uh, bad special effects the book away. Yeah, and he teleport- levitates the book. And teleport. He doesn't levitate the book. He just goes... Ooh, and Boing. the book disappears. Boing, the book is gone. <laughs> and then, poof, he's gone, and Pilgrim has no book. Interpreter has nothing to interpret because he doesn't have a book. Well, no, the book just appears back, and there is no depiction on screen as to how it got back. Yeah. And but he... then the bad guy was, he was unable to destroy the book. But mm-hmm. then, while standing there in the room, besetting both Pilgrim and Mr. Interpreter, there appears to be an air of danger. A mild air of danger. A However, mild We shall have slightly more danger coming up soon. Indeed. Because Pilgrim is told to go over here and look at stuff. And he goes over there and sees the cross. 
Mm. It's up on a hill and poorly green screened. Oh. And then he starts climbing to the cross. And the narr- is it an, is it the narrator voice or is it the Liam Neeson voice talking to him at this point? Can't because remember. it's not the chanting voice; it's some mm. booming deep voice. It's it, it's you know the heavenly voice yeah. of it's a narrator, but you pilgrim can hear me because this is important. Yes. And then who would appear on the cr- who would fade in onto the cross? Played wearing only a diaper. Wearing only a diaper. The most Liam Neeson we've seen yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> a young strapping Neeson. With the crown of thorns and, and more facial hair. He's it's Jesus. Totally Jesus Neeson. It's Jesus That's Neeson. Right. Tune in later when we see more Jesus Neeson when we watch Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> so yeah. I think you'll um, have more facial hair. Uh, you will have more facial hair in that one, yes. It's <laughs> about as much peril as you can get is the not even allegory, but straight up Jesus. Straight yep. up he Roman got crucifixion. Mildly uh-huh. Roman crucified. Well, no, Roman crucifixion is upside down, but whatever. Well, mm. the, anyway, yeah, he wasn't pierced through the side on this one. No. They didn't really show Visibly. his side. No, no they, they did they his hands and feet. it really quickly. And I don't think they actually did because, you know, that sounds painful. It was a decent makeup work. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Those so, nails look pretty legit. Jesus does what Jesus does and uh, dies. But then he also magically unvelcroed his burden for yes, Pilgrim's back. and the burden burden rolled down the hill and got a strike. Mm-hmm, it did. It, like took out some some pins there. Yeah. So now Pilgrim has a normal name. His name is Christian now. That's a name normal people can have. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's your cousin. Yeah. And now we get on to oh, part two. Really epic and like ending music, and then part two. Oh, yeah, it, was... it was odd because it also faded to black. It felt very much. I wonder like what the end kind of, a of film. music it was described as. Oh yeah, did we write down that one? No, I, I don't know. That I said we should been... have been writing down the music at that. Would've far too late. Been victorious yeah. music or something. Far, well, too, triumphant late. Is triumphant far too late into the film, we started writing down what the subtitles used as adjectives to describe the music. There were a lot. How many did we write down? We wrote down, well, technically we only seven. Wrote down, we wrote down seven? Mm-hmm. All right. And there were probably more. This is a non-exhaustive list yeah. of dramatic, foreboding, poignant, gentle, mysterious, triumphant, and then, near the end, reverberating tones <laughs> for when the alarm is going off on the Enterprise. <laughs> You're channeling some Star Trek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see Liam Neeson a few more times at this point still, because he is Mr. Goodwill, uh, providing, uh, low-cost clothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he also shows up in the, uh, meadow of metaphors. Yeah, but you gotta see that mm-hmm. to believe it. You gotta see it to believe it. Uh, Vanity Fair was pretty interesting, because that one had good makeup when the guy got set on fire. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, Otherwise... a guy gets set on fire. Yeah, now, if you're talking about peril... There was a guy in peril. There was a guy in peril. Now, the problem is he wasn't Liam Neeson. Wasn't Liam So Neeson. it doesn't matter. So we're not counting it. So we're not counting it. But he was seriously yeah. in peril. And as was Christian. As was when Christian. he was being threatened. Yes. With burning. Uh, and then at the very end, after they find a sword and shield laying around on the ground. That's helpful. That was helpful. Dun, dun, dun. I, Liam Neeson appears one more time to walk them through a shallow valley of death. Of death, apparently. Yes, towards a matte painting. Mm-hmm. There was smoke. Yes. In little tiny spurts. Yeah, little yes. bits of smoke. It was a li- it was mild death. Yeah. 
you, you you're not looking for big special effects with this movie. No, you're really not. It's not to be found. So hey, hey, the the bad guy was throwing fireballs at him. He was kind of hey, not really. You know, I don't. think No, so. there was someone behind him was throwing fireballs over his shoulder. And of okay. course, the uh, footage of Pilgrim <laughs> deflecting those fireballs with the shield he found lying around in the forest was, you know, they reused that footage yeah. and had him deflect the same projectile twice. I mean, they but weren't. Hey, I mean, they weren't very threatening fireballs, no. but they were, in fact, fireballs. Hey, made the dude fall into the the bubbly lake earlier in the there film. You go. So hey, they must so, do something. The ending does not involve Liam Neeson. Oh my goodness! However. Should we tell people about the ending, or should they? We make them watch this movie themselves. I don't think we should. I don't think they need to. This was. A they don't want to. They don't want to. So, at the end, Liam Neeson walks them through a cemetery because this has been a massive, massive metaphor for when you die, you go to heaven. Yeah. And so he walks them through a cemetery, and the cemetery is the final path to the map painting. Right. And then poof, they're gone. And then poof, they're gone. And then poof, the bad guy is there, sitting on a slab, talking about how all of these people in the graveyard are mine. Look, that one over there. Dramatic close-up of a grave. You can't even see names. Oh, it's no, just, oh wow, stones. there's a headstone here. It's the kind of quick zoom that you do in an MTV series, mm-hmm. where you just whoosh, up to a face. Except it's up to a gravestone. They do that a couple of times. He's... Going to look for more victims. And then he looks at the camera, points to the camera, goes... Extends his index finger. The the voiceover of him says, look, there's a victim right there. Then the character on screen goes, you. Then it fades to a Bible verse about... Lust. uh, About, uh, you know, not partaking in lust of the flesh. And then the movie ends. Poof. Done. Done. (laughs) No music. No credits. Well, no, well, nothing. credits roll at the beginning. Yes. Right, but still. Done. Um, yeah. Done. No Done. the end at all. Just make sure you're not lustful the in the flesh. Yeah. Yes. Make sure. In case you weren't sure if this was a sermon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in case. It was. If you were taking notes. Mm-hmm. Don't be lustful. Something mm-hmm. we thought about the first time around and we didn't talk about during the film this time is the placement of Liam Neeson when he appears on screen. Because not only is Liam Neeson a tall man, he generally appears higher in the frame than other characters. Right. At least when he first appears. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that was a conscious design choice by the people making this film, which, unfortunately, I do not give them that much credit for. <laughs> right, right, right. It works well. Now, another interesting thing to note is the bad guy also usually appears high in the frame. Or at least with the mm-hmm. camera tilted up. Right. So both of them are seen as having a high position. It's not like... They could have very easily done Liam Neeson, the camera always looks up. Bad guy, the camera always looks down. Sure. That would have been very easy to do. But they didn't do that, which either means they really weren't paying attention, or they wanted to get across that both of them look important. Mm-hmm. Well, or that they both have power. Yes. You know, or they're higher up in the visual field. Mm-hmm. Sure. But overall, real preachy. Well, mm-hmm. it's... It's, that's Pilgrim's Progress for you. It but it's in, but Pilgrim's Progress is an allegory, so it's I mean to take it and to and to make, make it, it this preachy felt really awkward. Yeah, and mm-hmm. very uh, like you're overstating it, and the people who already believe that this is true are going to be almost offended at how cheesy it is. Cheesy yeah. it is, and the people who don't already believe 
what it is are going to be extremely offended at how you're going to say is. why would I watch this movie that's just really why am I going to take this seriously because yeah. it's exactly. taking yeah. itself seriously enough for everyone yeah. yeah it yeah it's just way 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 over mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that it's unfortunate because yeah. I think he missed an opportunity to tell a story to use the medium of film mm-hmm. to tell a story that maybe you know for Ken Anderson has a really positive message that he wanted to get out to people and I think he failed i think when their one night shot i think that it was actually at night when mr yeah. goodwill showed up i think that one was actually at night mm-hmm. now that big the, the, the shot well i'm i other films have done really bad day for night shots i thought it was i thought it was a okay. good idea no, so you're just giving mm-hmm. them that well maybe that Again, was I'm just low a, budget i'm giving them a little bit of credit here yeah, yeah. Um, the thing about Pilgrim's Progress is that there there really is, in the story, a, an excellent progress to reach the Celestial City. It's a really wonderful, hopeful tale. But then to have the subject matter turn so warning and, and so uh, so willing to put it on you at the end of the movie to say, Oh, you're the next victim. Oh, he's coming after you. It really undermines that positivity in the message. So then that, yeah. that was another element mm-hmm. that was... Yeah. Disappointing. You read the book to someone, you close the book, you don't hit them with the book afterwards. Indeed. True. <laughs> yep. Very true. Indeed. Well, you got, you got that? <laughs> because yeah. you want to let it sink in and, and to take a whole book like Pilgrim's Progress and, and, and boil it down to something in an hour and five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. And then you're telling people what to think and then you're hitting them with the book and pointing mm-hmm. your finger at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and hey. We didn't even get to hear if dogs could play basketball. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we forgot that part. Oh yeah, there's a part where he open where the bad guy opens the book and he says, "Does this book command you not to kneel before me?" And the only thing I could think of is, "Does this book command you to let dogs play basketball?" <laughs> because because everyone likes a good Airbud reference. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I was not expecting that one. That was really no, lovely. It was. <laughs> it's good. A lot of goofiness going on in here. Uh, the music in this one was actually not when it was there. It wasn't. It was. Tropy. It was tropy, but it was a it was campy and tropy, but it was canned. It was it was very usual, very expected. It was not. I well, I thought it would have been worse. It was foreboding. Yeah, it it uh, (laughs) it outperformed the rest of the film for sure. Like the bassoon and goofy xylophone and woodblock for the dumb character. Pliable. Yeah, Yeah. he's so dumb, and the music is like check out how dumb this guy is. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we got to give this one a number. Mm-hmm. I think previously we had talked about a one. I don't know. I don't he know. is Jesus. He man. dies. He, he does he die. He is crucified. He does die, but that was his choice. Mm, true. And he could have saved himself. Right. As so the, 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 the thing is, the, 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 the images on screen and the the way the story is told. Yeah, he's being crucified, but it doesn't really feel very threatening. No. And so, when he's not on screen, we don't feel like he's in peril either. No. no. Really don't. There's no implied peril, no actual... And the one The one was a nod to the fact that he's being crucified. Right. Yeah. 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 We could leave it at that. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to update the spreadsheet. It just yeah. makes us get rid of uh, this movie faster. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week when Nathan will not be here. You know, and we are not doing the second movie in this series. Oh yeah, week. they made a they made a sequel, Pilgrim's yeah. <laughs> Progress Two. No, it's called have... Christiana. It's the actual <laughs> it's the actual sequel because he did actually write a second book. Oh okay, but we're not going to do it next week. We got to do some shoot 'em up movie next week. Oh, we've got some of those. <laughs> we, we have some of those. Wonderful. Uh, All right, bye. bye. Cheers. <laughs>